they like yeah. it too. Um, so we're I, we're on session twenty two, mm-hmm. and we are damnably close. Hey, you like that? <laughs> That's the name of the show. Oh my God, he said it. Uh, he, <laughs> he said the thing. It's the Leonardo DiCaprio. Hold oh. let, me, let me do this right. <laughs> it's like the end of the or, TV show, and they finally say the name of the show in the last yeah. episode. You're like, I said the thing. It's like there is like the aristocrats. Like it's like. <laughs> Who breaks bad this late in life? Oh, oh he said the thing. <laughs> That's why I'm the fresh prince of. No, he didn't say that. Yeah. Well, who says breaks bad anyway? I know. <laughs> so we are at session 22, and um, Dolly Parton loves it. My spirit animal. Well, our listeners, our listeners can't see it, but I'm drinking pop from a Dolly Parton mug, and Will is drinking one from a Hooters mug. Which... Hooters, if you're looking to sponsor an actual play, uh, yeah. no, no, we're not. No. Okay. And, and a caveat: that is my wife's mug, not mine. So I like, <laughs> made, lay no claim to it. Um, but you were in session 22. We are really close to the very end of this. Um, and for and for those who watched or listened the previous week, um, some some. Big D shit happened. And not like Big D energy, but like some big decision energy. Uh, some pretty big stuff. So maybe what we can, because Paige wasn't here, I think we're going to go back through it. And, and by the way, um, Adam had to step away, but he's going to be back in about a half hour. So he's just going to let him slide in. But he comes downstairs, I'll pause it and we'll pick it back up. But um, let's, uh, let, so I've already set the fortune tokens to where they need to be. Let's do initiative if we could. Oh. And just leave Pipistrella's initiative where it was last week if we could, please. Pipistrella, yes. Yeah. And you can move Carmen off there. Ah, oh, give me my emerald dice. Yes. I would like the few Saint Carmen. There is no more Carmen. Carmen is Garmin. So we've got we've got initiative up on the board. We've got Julie is the same. Yeah, we've got fortune tokens already in the center of the table. How about we just you know jump right in? Right. So I never go last. Let's talk about last week. There you go. Yeah, I need a refresher on last week. Different. Yeah. So what do you remember, Paige? Well, I didn't see. I didn't see it. What do you remember from the prior previous from the, session? From the previous session, we had to guess a name out yes. of the stones. Yes. So. so you discover the names. We got the name. Uh huh. And then that's that's the, the last thing you remember. That's the last thing I remember. Oh, that's right, because you missed two sessions. Did you miss two? Okay, sessions? Just one. Just one. Okay. Just the yeah. one, the you guys left the house yep. last go yeah. round, which I wasn't here for. And I haven't watched that session. Gotcha. Okay. Here. So, so we found ourselves um, once we left the once we left the cottage. We found out ourselves outside of a ruined temple. Surrounding the temple, there are a number of husks that were looking up into the sky, where we saw another world hanging overhead, a mirror um, to the well of souls. Uh, we were greeted by a couple of figures. One was a, uh, I believe it was a gray bandage, a man um, covered in gray bandages wearing an iron mask. Simon. Um, as well Simon's as Simon. Okay, yeah, the small. So yep, Simon. and that the temple looks awful familiar whenever we yeah. stepped out. Ah. 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 Yeah. Something I, my character is not seeing. Um, uh, there's also a woman with dark black hair, blue robes, um, with one arm standing outside the chapel, who is Beatrix the bookbinder. Right. That's um, who's always with Simon. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, Simon began to speak to us of a new dawn. Um, 
uh, and reminded us that he had told us before that we would not believe him were we to try to understand what he was all about. Um, but he's uh, basically the. It, it seems that uh, this th group of people are working to uh, re remake the world, remake reality, effectively in their own image. Um, systems broke. Systems broke. The life and death systems broke. So this guy is coming in for under new management. Is the idea. Yeah. Uh, Simon himself does not seek godhood. Uh, in fact, had apparently attempted the test and had failed, um, and so uh, has been denied entry into godhood. Uh, uh, but on the other hand, Lucius, uh, Lucius, right? Lucius yeah. Lightbringer. Lucius Lightbringer um, is is still considered the head. Simon still serves Lucius in some capacity, uh, and we were basically told that if we wish to see Lucius, um, we would have to give up. Um, all, um, all of our opportunities to come back to life. Effectively, we would have to basically burn our through our remaining lives, and um, can only meet him in the most vulnerable position of being on the, the last, like, like the, the the basically the last chance. If we are to die, we would be we would not be coming back. On the mechanical side, fate points are shot. Fate points are gone. Yeah, so. fate points are gone. Your corruption is this. It's nine. Nine. It's nine. 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 Um. Yeah. Yeah. We, after some deliberation, we agreed to do so because we could not, we could not find a way to move forward without doing so. And this was kind of the, the linchpin of all of this was um, the the kind of under new management portion of Lucius Lightbringer. Uh, the managers kind of are the ones on this path and on this trial and on this test. This has all been a test of potentially taking over a portion of, of de deity or uh, of the pantheon, so to speak. After going through these final pa the final passage um, here, uh, we uh, were brought to. Oh man, I, I'm trying to remember the location. It was basically just a really river pretty sticks. valley with the with the, the poppy fields. With the tower, right? We basically took the river. I don't know if it's river sticks. Or it was a river. Mm -hmm. We got on a barge. We took the river. Got dark. But you missed the whole point where, like, remember we started killing each other. Yeah, yeah, no, you talked about that. Oh, my apologies. But no, yeah, we did murder each other. Pretty montage. Everybody died a thousand deaths over as everyone was. We were like, we might as well kill each other. Which made our I'm not mistaken. In the last episode, if you were to watch it, Daniel played yakety sax throughout that entire The Betty Hill theme. Just slice it through each other. You guys were just murdering each other? Yeah. That's the only way to get through the passage. Yeah. You had to experience the passage until. The penultimate until until the, the final time. Gotcha. Did you kill Next me too? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, boy, we, we killed everybody. Well, There's no other way. I guess or technically you speaking, speaking, you, you can yourself. opt out, but then you got to go home because you can't be where we are unless <laughs> yeah. you did. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, so. I mean, you could have just killed yourself too. Yeah. Sure. Out. We kind of assumed that that it, we we kind of experienced it like I said a montage of death until they awoke once again in the in the sepulcher and they met some of the small to that point. So they you go down the river. And you end up in this kind of semi-barren field, and it's crowned with this single crumbling stone tower, and it's dusk. But the world above is like almost like the worlds are nearly touching, like it's descending over the well of souls. Right. Same. There's like it's a poppy field, and apparently there's like the same kind of white poppies that popped up after the, the blood. Plague. The red death. Yeah, yeah, the red death. We were greeted outside of this crumbling tower um, by Saint Carmen. Um, who had caused the Red Death, who my character had um, uh, 
Tiberius had served um, served for uh, mem you know, back in what few memories he had left in that he knows that he had killed a lot um, served served and crucified served and crucified served her up we uh, there was a there was a she led us into the tower where we discovered that uh, the custodian okay. was inside of this tower chained just there to the ground um, and basically being seemingly basically being like kind of drained of her power and kind of kept there um, and, uh, she, Carmen asked us to kill her, didn't she? Mm -hmm. Yep. She, she produced a box. Yes. A mahogany box with a single misery cord inside and said that you cannot, you cannot seek the light bringer until you make a decision. Yep. What, what, what is to become the god, the goddess of death? And that's where this big conversation happened. I think we should actually just kind of. But first, we kill her. But that's <laughs> right. We, we so there was a there was some discussion. Uh, uh, Tiberius was was having a bit of a um, crisis as to how to do it because it turns out um, they were catching on, but Tiberius wasn't quite catching on that something was off, real truly off about the saint. Uh, she may have been a vampire. Um, it turns out, uh, and she's a vampire. Was. Yeah. Now it's hard, we, it's unsure of whether she became this way after going through the numerous passings, or maybe I believe somebody mentioned that she may have even been like this beforehand, and we mm. just didn't realize. Um, the but either way, uh, it ultimately ended with us vanquishing her uh, and removing her from the equation, and now we are left with deciding whether or not we are to kill the custodian. Um, so that way we can see Lucius Lightbringer, or um, and also Harold help Harold in the New Age, or you know, or will we leave her alive? So yeah. she is somewhat at our mercy. We have freed her from her chains, did we? No, or, no we no. tried to, and we were not able to. So, so the so the saint has been martyred once again, uh, but she is gone she, now. She turned she turned to ash, and in fact, the killing blow was dealt by Pipistrella. She dealt the most damage ever dealt in his Wyander game. It was insane. 34. With a massive punch. Four exploding dice. Yep. Four D6 exploding. Tim is a badass. I'm sorry. She cast, she cast, the, she cast some... I can't remember what the spell was. No, she cast a spell where she, her her scythe was like imbued with magical power. And she crushed a Soma and then like just wailing. But you also learned a little bit about like what the Soma represents too. Yeah, so it turns out that's so, not the calcified essence of a person that's like God. They're they're alive in the moment, in their reflection. We are literally crushing their essence, and we're not experiencing their last thing. We are creating their last moments, yeah. and yes. we're just we happen to experience them, but we're creating them. So I think all the shells that you all the yeah. shells that you slaughtered, those were all yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there it, there it is. There it is. There it is. They're all there. I did one. There it is. And I, yep, you can't see it, but her head is now buried. So <laughs> if, it, did not, if it helps well you, Tiberius doesn't have any, so he doesn't have the stain of that sin on his soul like you guys do. <laughs> just, Thank just, you. Just You're welcome. welcome. That's enough. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Thanks, you, thanks. Killed, you, enough. you had to have killed like uh, shells of people, right? Yeah, I was trapped in a what cave. Was, what, yeah. Speaking of they which, never, what was the last memory of Spillison experienced? Okay, that makes sense. It was a bad one. Oh, oh, that's it right. It was a no-no bad one. Yeah, that's yeah. right. It was a yeah. bad one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. So we yeah, had right? Yeah. And so, ah! so, and this is functionally what the discussion kind of became, right? Is that, so here we are. We have this choice. If we kill the custodian, 
we are ushering in a new era where functionally we are going to be potentially the new pantheon. That's a great start, actually, to the, the session. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's perfect. Uh, and then the other option being, right, we let her live and this brutally cruel cycle of generations and generations and generations continues. Right. So as you're inside this crumbling tower, um, blood has spilt all over the floor where St. Carmen was brought low. And where her blood has spilled between the cobblestones, white poppies have begun to grow and erupt like quickly among them. Um, spilling out along beneath the, the threshold of the door and already the interior of the tower has begun to blossom with these white poppies everywhere. Uh, dead center in the middle of here, you're kind of catching your breath after all this has happened. There is this figure, this this dying figure of, of gray, semi-transparent flesh wearing a moth-eaten shift. Uh, and her face is not visible, uh, but she looks emaciated and old, and like she's fading between reality and her passing, you would suspect. But by all intent and purposes, it, it is the custodian, the god of death. And she is chained to the floor with these obsidian shackles that, try as he might, Tiberius could not free her from. But where Carmen stood, where her head now rests, with a brick between the teeth, sitting up on a little pile of stones, there's this wooden box stained with blood. And as you go over to it, you lift up these little copper clasps, a box about this size. As you open the copper clasps, grasp clasps, you can see a single plain misery cord inside. The knife that a, a knight would use to dispatch, get the mercy blow, literally the, 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 the namesake of the weapon, the mercy blow to the dying. And that is what Carmen proposed. She proposed, you have a choice. Will you allow the custodian in this cycle to persist? Or will you change things? And this kicked off a very deep philosophical discussion about life and death in the world. And that's where we pick up. But probably also to note, also, Adam and multiple people tried to speak with her, tried to interact with her. Yeah. There is nothing. She can't. She, she cannot do that either. She cannot, yeah. She, she, she does not seem to either understand or, as Pipistrella kind of had an epiphany, it said she cannot interact with the free will of the living. Great. Time. So that's where we're at, is let her live or kill her. You can see that sitting upon the stones near where Carmen's head is, is a single set of scales. And you can feel the weight of a token in your pocket, in your hand, around your neck. The token that you were given when you joined Bastion. The token that when you come up against decisions, when there is no clear answer, it is a majority rules. The coins are given out equally to all of you. And that's when, it, and typically when you run into these situations, that is um, when Tomah calls for a debate and then a final vote. And you are still mid-debate. 
about what this means, about the impact it can have on the world, upon you, as representatives of humanity, as Tomah has said many times. The, 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 the literal fate of the future of Mahalma in the campaign world broadly rests in your, upon your trembling shoulders. <laughs> so we cast votes. Okay, how do we do the votes? Are we, <clears throat> we've already voted. You already voted? Yeah. Voted. They're in his hand yeah. right there. So you need to vote before we left. left. They can, oh, so yeah. votes, votes were, were, the coins haven't been placed yet into the scales, but I don't think the debate is yet over for Paige to have the opportunity to participate. So. Yeah. And we also talked after the game a little bit about like the philosophy of the world itself, which may impact decisions. Yeah, because I did ask the one question. Is like, what is the, the current afterlife situation? Yeah, and the current but afterlife you can't, situation. You is could what recast we just your vote, just to be clear. Yeah, right. it's just recycled, recycle right. of purgatory, over and over and over again until you basically forever been you know, crushed upon the wheel type of thing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So this was my take: was that. I don't agree with Lucia's life right here. Uh, I think he is evil. I think we need to stop him. I also think he's an entirely necessary catalyst. Okay. Um, to kind of stop this whole cruelty. So that, that, that was kind of my take on it, was that we can accept a new change and not accept him necessarily as the, the absolute head of it all. <laughs> we can walk the path that he's created and then take him and be done with it. <laughs> Decide for ourselves over time. For Tiberius, um, beyond the question of just the uh, should should mortals such as ourselves have the uh, have hold such power, um, and you know the and something we we cannot we cannot fully grasp. Um, we can only perceive what we perceive. There's so there must be there must be so much more to this than we can comprehend, and how and the, the sheer arrogance it would take for us to believe that we should be the ones to make these decisions. Um, Another question Tiberius has is uh, the afterlife as we have experienced it. Um, how much of that experience is what it has been and how much it has been already changed and perverted by Lucius Leipberger? Is this a, what do you call it? Um, you know, is, is it really this bad? Or is this a, what do you call it? Schism a or a, offshoot or... Is this a current status because of what he's doing? It, how, are we being duped into right. believing he is right by having him kind of twist how we perceive it, so that way we would be more willing to blame her, like our own sandbox? So yeah, he's created a sandbox, stuck us inside of it, and said, "This is the horrible world they've created." Despite the fact that maybe he is the one who created this, because knowing that we would end up here at some point and he need, he needs us. I don't know. And Tiberius is, is, there's so many unknown variables that Tiberius does not, it's, I don't know. Could, could also reflect upon your faith has been extremely shaken at this point. 100%. Your, your God, who you served, who you thought you killed for no good reason, Turned out to be a vampire. Turned out to be a pretty good reason. Probably killed her for a very good reason. We don't know, and that's the thing is he'll never know, and that's part of his where his he is. Right. No, no, yeah. He will never. He was not able to get that answer as to why he killed her in the first place, and so he. So Tiberius is a little out of his mind right now. Yeah. So. Which makes sense. It's Tiberius. It it is. Overthinks everything, but 
usually comes up with a good Pres- yes. mind. Yeah. Tiberius does that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wink. Um, oh, not will. <laughs> so yeah, and basically the the um, sorry, I should have brought this up earlier. Basically, the alternative of what Lightbringer is bringing up is as opposed to this constant kind of cycle of reincarnation, reincarnation, purgatory for however long, and then back into the material kind of realm, is having an actual nirvana, a heaven, a, a endpoint for souls. Okay. Uh, is basically what he's proposing. Plus, how do we decide? Or Saint Carmen called it the Jubilee. The, the Jubilee. Jubilee. Thank yeah. you. Sorry. The new dawn. Yeah, the Jubilee. Well, all right. And so, like, that is the alternative system that they're functionally proposing, as opposed to this forever. Yeah. Um, so, sorry, that probably that just wanted to be another piece of information that I felt was fairly clutch. This is a lot. Yeah, right? Well, see, that's... Okay. All right, so, now, Clovis is philosophy, right? Right. Break it all. <laughs> no, nothing that he's ever seen has worked. Lords shouldn't have power over people. There should be kings shouldn't have power. God shouldn't have power. Break it all. I suppose it's kind Break of, it all and start over. Yeah, I suppose it's kind of in the same boat. Just, just, just the same thing as with the as you. the lady telling me I have to kill somebody to move on. I'm like, mm, right. Why don't you kill you instead? Yeah, that's literally <laughs> how that discussion kind of went down too. Hilariously. Yeah. Like, what if we killed you? And then she's like, didn't say anything until <laughs> I like. Slowly, like creeps over to, to the, the door to block it, <laughs> and that's when and that's when Clovis pulled out the Spider-Man, and then there was like a three-round fight. Nice. <laughs> and yep. she 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 did drain me. She did, yeah, three percent off his combat permanently. Yep. I did not Damn. help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is everybody's damage condition? You were kind asking? of catatonic. Um, I also don't have any soma, so I can't harm her. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I she have was lots catching, of soma. Still on she was catching blows, as they say. Yeah, catching them fists. I am moderately <laughs> wounded. Moderately wounded. So you know, you know, for those of you who grew up among the Covenant faith, which is technically everyone, even the Siagra, uh, that in the Librum it says that the deeds that you commit while alive determine the fate in which you were reborn. Not. We, th- we, we, as in us, in the real world, call it reincarnation. They simply call it the cycle. You are reborn again and again and again. And there's no understanding of how long those stretches of periods are. Like, is it immediate? Is it over eras? No one really knows. But it is. But the custodian is the one who sits at the threshold and ushers people on to the next phase, the next cycle. But how, how do we know it's not good? That's... The, and that's, that's the, the big question, of the right? soul, like he's talking about, but... Yeah. Isn't that an interesting... I mean, how do you know that you're not just, you know, brand new? It's an interesting metaphor that's for right. yeah. I know, I know, I know. Yeah. I know. Sorry, it's an interesting metaphor for player characters, because we stop playing a character and they ostensibly die at some point, and then we play a different character. So it's like, yes. we're part of the cycle. Yeah. As player characters. Yes. Yeah. There's, there's some meta there. As players. Yeah. So the, the question is, is birth, new soul. Does, does this affect birth? Does it break the system completely? I mean, obviously, don't listen to Clovis. He wants to burn everything. That's right. We talked about sure. that. Yeah, because we, know, if there's a finite amount of souls, we had yeah. that conversation. Because if there's a finite amount of souls, if, if, the, if the entire system is built around reincarnation or going through these cycles, and if we were to start taking people out of that pool and putting them into the Jubilee, what does that mean for the people on Earth? Do we eventually stop seeing people being born, or people being born with no soul? What would this mean to remove souls from the pool? 
I'm still not sold on that one though. You're but over, I, I, I understand the concern, I mean, but it, that also assumes that at all times it, the population has maintained an exact equilibrium, which obviously. So I think I think we should shift from us to our characters right. to yeah, have yeah, this yeah. discussion. Yeah, what do you think yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah let's, let's, like, let's start clear. digging into what our characters would know yeah. as opposed to our sure, sure, parallels. Sure, so let's sure. talk, let's, let's, let's do, let's make that transition now if we yeah. can. Tiberius says that exact same thing in Tiberius' voice. Guillaume <laughs> 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 just doesn't care for, for bullies at all. <laughs> like that has been his experience throughout his life was, was being, you know, kind of structured and pushed in certain directions and never quite being good enough and like being that shame but having to be perfect all the time and like, that kind of control, he can't stand that. And he flashes out against any person ever doing that type of bully mentality. So, I, I don't honestly, like, that's where he's kind of at, is, like, so is the custodian wanna, you, any better than Lucian Lightbringer? Right, you want to break the world just so you can kill Lucius. I want to break the world because I want to stop this system and any shitty system after this. I, well, we've been, we've been tested at every step of the way this far. What makes you think that killing... Lucius isn't a test too. Like we need to pass this test. It's one. It's the final one. I don't think this is the final one to the next step. Perhaps the next a, test. Perhaps. Uh, look, you guys all know my. Clubs uh, thinks very simple. What are you gonna say, Tiberius? Burn the world down. From the ashes, something better will rise. That's my thought. I, I mean, th but that's uh, that's only because there are systems in place to ensure that life continues on. We're talking about breaking the cycle that creates that cycle of life. You burn a forest down, and yes, of course, new it, it paves way for new growth. But that is because th that is how that system works. If you break the system, there's no guarantee anything rises again. This is. You may say that I'm overthinking this, but this is. There's nothing. There's no greater thing to think about. But this. I mean, isn't there us? I mean. Isn't that the thing that we can become the system in place? I mean, that's what we're talking about. Okay, okay, or, are we, or are we pawns here? Is what he's and, trying to say. Yeah, we're, we're gonna kill the custodian, and this Lucius character gets to take over. I think uh, killing my my opinion is that killing killing the custodian here, if that's even possible to truly kill a god, I think that that plays right into Lucius' hands, and I do not wish to do so. And I I do not. I believe Lucius Lightbringer must die. There's no question about that. Agreed. I'm but there's no other way to get you to you on that one. That's what we've been told. Hmm. But we were also told that we would see the saint, and that that thing that we destroyed, that is not the saint. That was somebody else. I would I this is not the woman that I followed. Okay, then what's your suggestion? I mean, does Freyna bring us any closer to Lucius Lightbringer? We don't know. We don't know anything. We've only been told what we. <laughs> we've only been. So told. why don't we walk out? Tell Simon. Simon. Simon's not here. Oh, oh, oh he's, he's out there. Okay. <clears throat> this is stop one on the, the choo choo train. Well, well we, we know where Simon sits, right? I mean, Simon is is for <clears throat> Lucius Labringer forever and ever. I mean, that's that's where he sits. We know yeah. that. Well, let's just lie to him until we killed the custodian. Let's, we're, we're ready to move on. Oh, and also, Close got upset and killed the saint. And so, even within this... No, no need to worry about ten. There's just nine of us. <laughs> well, that, that we is... all get to move forward. I feel I should mention, if we do plan to confront Lucius Lightbringer, um, I... My, my uh, sword arm would not be nearly as useful if... If... if Carmen 
has the same sort of power that Lucius. If Lucius oh. has the same sort of power that Carmen have, I would not be able to affect him much. I, uh... But... I feel like I might be able to help with that. Yes. Yeah, we have plenty of silver to go around. <coughs> now, remember... No, what it costs. I don't, and that's the thing, is I don't know if I wish to use it. If even you don't I... wish to use Soma, all you need to do is have faith in the custodian. It worked <laughs> for me. Yeah. Faith is proving to be a very difficult thing for me to have at this point. You've seen her yourself. She exists. She is alive. I don't, I don't disagree with that. I did not use the Soma to strike her down. I used the, I... the Soma to make my blade sharper. Do you have extra of this Soma? Yeah. Would you mind if I had some? Absolutely, it's all yours. And if you still don't want to use it, I'm sure my faith will substitute for yours. Take one of my Soma as well. He'll nod at you and nod back. How much Soma should I write down, guys? Uh, take one Soma for me. And one for me. You say what? One for me, one for him. One for me. Oh, okay. three. That's how I keep it. I have three left. Thank you all. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Will appreciates that. <laughs> Tiberius looks at it and goes, kind of just grimly looks at it and then puts it into his pouch, knowing what this means. Yeah. But Will's like, yeah. Hmm. You're going to be toying with mortals for the rest of your time. If time will even exist in the next phase of this madness. What's hmm. the point of this? That's what I want to know. That's what's the point of... That's why I want to burn it all down and see what's next. Power, immortality, a whole lot of things I would imagine. Power over what? All of humanity. All... all so, was it, many? was the decision reached while I was absent? No. We are still waiting for uh, Espy's vote. We're, we're, we're allowing her to have the discussion. We're, yeah, we're is, to be clear, it is, a, it is a private vote. Yes. So you will write either freedom or death on the inside of this card when when you feel when the I'm time ready. is right. I'm not yeah. ready yet. Or yeah. if you like, some people at the table will write a, a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> I just need From what we understand, right? I mean, all these gods were just people in the first place, anyway. I mean, who were they? Now, specifically, the decision we're looking to make here with these, with these. Uh, I'm almost done with my thought first. So, so who sorry. were they? <laughs> um, so who were they to, to decide what was knowledgeable and you know what what was their domains and what was right and what was incorrect? I mean, do we not have that same power now that we have that opportunity? I mean, they didn't have the moral right or ethical right to do what they were doing or even be in power right now. They have as much ethical and moral right as we do to change it. That's my take. I mean, I can certainly learn on the job. It's not exactly like the world was utopia while they figured things out anyway, or have the knowledge that they do now. So, I mean, their entire hubris, their power, led to the rise of Lucius Lightbringer, as far as I'm concerned. So who would, why, why is that system so worth preserving or so worth defending? If they created the system that we ourselves were molded in, everything that... What makes us think that we could truly revolutionize a system that we are in every fiber of our being a part of? Because we inherently know that it is wrong and broken. So, so but hold but on. But so did they. You, you had free choice, did you not, as a Mercator Knight? 
and you killed your saint. I don't know why. Well, we obviously know why she was a vampire. <laughs> I, perhaps. No, 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 no. Look, look, look past, look, look past whatever madness is in your brain. I know she's a vampire now. I, I, I cannot remember was, who she was is, before. And is now not. She's now Ash. Yes, I'm not. There's no disputing that. She was. Look at the flowers. Look at the red death all around you. What killed Galleon? It sure is, it, it wasn't the Mercators. It was her. Her death. No, no, no. Her death created the red death. And we see the same flowers here before we even killed her. She was death. You tried to kill death. Death just took you. Well, not you. You had to torture your brain in a cave because you thought you killed your saint when you killed a vampire. Above board, I cannot remember to save my life, but was she in bed with Lucius Lightbringer while she was still alive? I don't know that we ever found that answer Wait. out, and that's killed her a little too soon for that. Yeah, okay. we, no, Sorry. that's to say we don't know. That's, that's, on. And that's why Tiberius is the zone, because we did not get those answers. Cool. We don't Sorry, know thanks. How, yeah. So, that's the core of our debate. There's no core. She was. There's absolutes. Okay, so. She was, is, and now isn't. If we choose death. <clears throat> why have? Why even choose Godhood when you can already see it all? <laughs> oh, I already have chosen. I know that you've chosen. You made your choice. I understand that. So if we choose death, what does that look? I'm making sure before I vote that I understand exactly what's going to happen. If we choose death, the cycle continues. If we choose death, the cycle stops. We don't know. The cycle stops. If we choose freedom, we have the power. If we choose freedom, the custodian is now back in charge of death. Yeah. If we choose slay, we're functionally trying to pick some new jobs. If we say freedom, we are tacitly endorsing the current system. What will we do with the custodian? Free her or kill her? Right, right. Past all the nonsensical understandings of what reality is, that's it. Kill her or let her live. Break the system, deal with whatever comes after that, or hold the system up. <laughs> so, Spilson. Yep. Your people have been tortured, slaughtered, ran off their land. Why is this system so good to you? It's not. Yeah, nor my people. But I also urge you to remember that people have lived and laughed and loved. There are signs for it everywhere that you can see. Live, laugh, and love. That's an accident. People have lived full lives. People have, even in the, even in the, the midst and of how it. do you know that won't continue? So, do you wish to get rid of free will? I wish to burn it all down. Because if you wish to get rid of free will, then that would have stopped what had happened to both of your people. Oh, I don't think we're even debating if they had, that. If they, had done if they had done truly what the gods' decrees were, they wouldn't have done such a thing to either of you. Well... Sure. Are we enacting free will right now? But that's the whole point of this. Yes. We have the freedom to choose. 
Well, I would say we would get rid of that. But Do we actually have the freedom, though? I think we're, I believe what. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the whole point of this. But I believe what you're saying is scale or not. But if we're stuck in a loop, we're not really free. Well, that's just because we're using our own double psychology at this point. Well, right. we think he might think this, so we might think that that's all we're doing at this point. So yeah, that's what I kept saying. I can guarantee you that us uh, bringing Carmen low was probably not part of his plan. Oh no no no! I just like to break things. <laughs> And I want to break more. So, I, mean, I think everyone knows my my vote, even without even thinking about it. I like my Widowmaker and a I, lot. I think Pip is one of my favorite people I've ever met. And huh? I know this is something that means something to her, but when it comes to it, break the will, burn the building, I am a father. destroy the Lord, I am a father. kill the king, kill the gods. That's what I think. I am a follower of my goddess, and she did not weigh in when I asked her. Therefore, she wanted free will, so I don't want to sway you either way. I already voted. She voted, folded up, you ready? I turned it in. She drops her coin into the scales. Is my heart beating faster? Yeah. I'm still not convinced I've made the right decision, so I have. Okay. <laughs> what's, the worst, what's the worst that could happen? Toma? That's where I'm at. The only Fire. decision we don't know is yours. So, Toma has been chosen by Simon the Small and by you to be the arbiter of all <laughs> decisions for Bastion. Just beyond the tower, you imagine that. The remainder of Bastion, Beatrix the Bookbinder, um, Simon the Small, and many others who have followed your wake, followed literally in your wake, um, await this decision. The entirety of this tower is filled with these white flowers that were covering the doors, covering the windows, along the floor. The pollen, the smell of it kind of is choking in here. And where these flowers blossom, there is blood. Blood everywhere on the walls between the mortar and the cracks and the, and the scores that are you've been made into the bottom of your boots with stones. But Toma, you are, you lead Bastion. I have read none of these answers. So Toma will tell us the fate. Oh boy. Of the custodian, and I have not peeked. I swear to you, I've read nothing. And, and, and with always his flair for the dramatic. <laughs> Behold, the most important moment in human history. Well, my heart is kind of fasting. <laughs> All right, so he, he uh, opens the scales, or he, he's, he's, he sets the coins to the scales and begins to tally the votes. Death and freedom, neck and neck, with more death and two, and uh, <laughs> more death here, and more death, oh, man. and two freedom. So do we have all of our death? What does Tomas say? Kill. You have, you have the. You have the the wooden case with the misericord in it. 
tomorrow? What happens? I'll do it. I'll grab it. My soul's already black. Nope. I'm the leader. It has to be me. You got it, boss. I'm standing at your eight. (laughs) You You can stand with me. But it has to be me. And he, uh, removes the misery cord from the box and carefully closes it again and walks up to the custodian. <laughs> Looks to Pip. Sorry. Sorry I had to be this way. No, we didn't. Waits for a few moments and you know what you were doing is wrong. But it is your choice, it isn't mine. Free will. Yes. You know yourself. I hate yes. that it has to be this way as so tears stream down his face. And Pipistrella won't go towards you at all. She will approach the custodian and hold her hand. Mm-hmm. It's cold, nearly lifeless. You can feel the slow pulsing of what life remains in her in her the veins of her arms you can feel her heartbeat you can see her eyes pupilless meet yours you only need to say the word but i know you won't i'm gonna go and place my hand on Pip's shoulder you were loved for so long it's now time for rest as he plunges the misery cord and right to her neck. Her form turns to motes of dust falling to the floor. And Pip, as this happens, everything you have been filled with, this wellspring, is this 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 is poured out. You feel completely empty as you have lost all of your powers. Right. And as this happens, the flowers begin to wither. Like curling at the petals, curl up and turn black as they begin to die. There is a silence. And then you can see that Tomah's cloak begins to molder, turning gray and then black, as does his flesh. You feel you hold within your hands the powers of life and death. The The blade turns ethereal until it seems to be a part of you. Until it's like a limb or a finger or a bone. His face turns gaunt. His voice turns low. <laughs> alright. Better me than you. <laughs> <laughs> we uh we feeling alright, boss. The scales as he reaches to pick them up disintegrate with a touch 
falling at first, oxidizing and turning to rust and just disintegrating into bits of metal. Stay. Including the coins. The final decision has been made. <sighs> what do we do next? Are you in there? Continue the journey. As he turns and heads back towards the river. You open the door into the fields, and it is filled with death. Not a blade of grass grows. All the poppies have withered and died. As you look toward Bastion, you see distant figures falling. One by one, all of Bastion turns to ash. You see the one of the wheels of the wagon kind of drop until it breaks and falls. The river begins to dry. The sky overhead descends ever so closer. The sun begins to rise in the east. And that's when you can see a flock approach. There's a group of figures. You can kind of imagine like you're seeing something as the sun's rising. They kind of almost look like red silhouettes. And there's this aging figure walking with this flock of people. And they move with rigidity that reminds you of the husks of the damned of yourselves. And as they come ever so closer, you recognize the face upon this 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 old, old man. You've seen it in the temples in Roaline, in the temples of Aglador, and even in Galeon, of the, the uh, iconographs of the Holy Father of Placard, worn upon the face of this man. And his flock who follows behind him are, are that of the damned. They begin to slowly gather around you. Guillaume readies his uh, shield and mortuary sword. You recognize that there must be 30 score with him. A massive wake of people bleed from the horizon. You want to go out in a blaze of glory, guys? (sighs) (laughs) My chaos is high. I'm ready to play. Let's see what he has to say. I got my Widowmaker in my hand. It's the trembling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with Espy on this one. <laughs> I check, I check the the blade by like shaving off my hairs to make sure it's nice and ready. <laughs> there is a the sound of the wind kind of carries across the field. And as he approaches, his flock drops to their knees, prostrated before all of you. The old man stands up on an old shepherd's crook, leaning up on it. He looks very old. You would, I mean, you can't even under. I mean, a man who's this old shouldn't be alive. His skin is liver stained. His skin is withdrawn. He doesn't look dead, but he looks very, very old. All of his hair is gone. One eye is turned completely white. You can see the points of his ears. You see Aubrey. Or 
half sea otter, we should say, for those who know about the history. I'm going to slowly walk up to him. Walk back into the tower. <clears throat> I'm just going to lock eyes and walk towards him. The new dawn comes. There's a sense of peace and stillness here. An absence of something greater than yourselves. For once in your time here in Galleon, you feel fully in control. You don't, you feel as if the strings have been cut. You feel a sense of freedom. Hmm. All cycles must come to an end, even for you. Yes. Long have we struggled to see this day come. A cruel task. A cruel quest. Yes. But it is not one that began in this world, but one that began in the other. <laughs> Children of a mother. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> if we're to take up. Stop stomping. Your mantles. Have you any advice for us? The future is untold. You have removed the linchpin to all that is life and death. A new era will dawn upon the material realm. The well of souls in the world will collide. Does it give you excitement, hope? What is a man to say when he sees his journey come to its end I feel tired I feel also tired aren't you supposed to be on card aren't you supposed to be the holy father aren't you supposed to hold the tenements of all of this that you want to destroy or you had us destroyed in life, I held a privileged life, a position that is only a esteemed few have held since the first shore of the three eras, and then came the cataclysm, and the martyr's tear fell over the city. Of the world changed. The faith, the covenant shattered. That is when I came here and understood what must be done. What must be done? I spent 85 years in Agthador trying to lead our people to a new dawn. A new understanding of return to the old ways, but I was so very wrong. It wasn't until here in Galleon that I was tested, and tested I have been. 
you too. We'll test others. Yes. This may be a new beginning, but this is not the end. Tiberius walks back out of the tower, by the way. He's carrying something. Yeah. I'm going to take off my mask. What do we see? Well, you see my my sliced face. You see my eyes are getting really, really red. And I look a little chaotic at the moment. I beg your forgiveness, but I know we are far beyond that. We can make it quick. I'm going to strike. No, I... Roll a hit. It's trivial. Trivial. Mm-hmm. Trivial. Trivial. Uh, she rushes forward with great speed. Oh god, oh god, oh god. Don't you? I'm under pressure. Hold on. Was she a vampire? Was this uh I know trivial. This is uh simple. I was Wait, no, simple melee. The answer is yes. Uh Sorry, combat. I gotta get back into it. 45, 45, 75. 69. Nice. nice. <laughs> Unfortunately, your blade passes through him as if it was a dream. Oh, fuck! It simply tunk, hits the ground, biting the earth. My Widowmaker and everything? Mm-hmm. What? There's. I immediately put my mask back on. What <laughs> was. You still cling to your vicious humanity, thinking that steel and gunpowder can ward away that which you do not understand. Do you not know that you have no power here? The power of life and death has been sundered. There is no death. You have no power over me. What about our guy, then? And you... Have no power over death. Your steel is meaningless. What is what is that made our friend then here? That was before the custodian passed. I, you do not possess the custodian's power then. There's only way one way to find out. Ah. I'm gonna step forward with the head of Saint Carmen. Um, uh, I kind of, kind of just like uh, <laughs> like uh, what's that, Perseus and yeah, 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 Morgan? Yeah. Not 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 quite like that. <laughs> just more um, like he, a like a petting the head, like a hello, hand he, inside. I'm I'm doctor, no. I think Tiberius is more like shoulder yeah. slumped, kind of near defeated. Yeah, and he kind of just rolls the head um to yeah. uh, on the ground to him, yeah. and I said, you're the last one who has probably answers to this, and before whatever happens is going to happen, I just need to know what what. Why did I kill this woman? Not whatever she's become before. If there was a before. I don't know if she was always like this. But always. Do you know it? Clovis? No. Clovis, um. <laughs> I swear to. Yeah. <laughs> but he won. Right there. 
seem to know things. You seem to be the last one with answers. Carmen. When she was alive, was the Earthborn Avatar, the Martyr, she was to bring about the Jubilee. This was a threat to Galeon, a world that had been long since without gods. They too thought that a change was afoot. The gods would have no power in Galeon. So she was struck down by the Mercadian Knights. I do not know what role you played in that. Just, 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 Judging by the garb that you wear, you feel a weight. Yes? Always. Her death is not on your hands. It was bound to happen. If it was not, you would have been another. And even then, you would have been acting in Galleon's best interests. No gods. Only men. So then this creature that we faced in this tower here, this was after? We are all dark shadows of what we once were. Oof. Look to yourself, boy. Have you not seen your face in the river? I haven't bared to look at it since the day that I woke up here. to tell you but in the well of souls or what was once the well of souls the weight of your sin is gone you don't have to worry about being reborn again you feel guilt this guilt that has been instilled in you in your youth the teachings of the covenant that we taught our followers be honest, be good, do well, pray to the gods, honor your parents, honor your lords. And where did they get us? Nowhere. A vicious cycle would repeat over and over and over, and where he'd be condemned to be reborn. There was no finality. We're finally here now. This is the end. Indeed. The worlds grow ever so closer. A conjunction is upon us. So what happens during this conjunction? Will the dead rise? When you look to the mirror, what do you see? For one to stare at, if you were to stare into the water to your own face, what is the first thing you see? Perhaps in this junction we should find our function. <laughs> <laughs> what is the function of my, this conjunction? My. <laughs> uh, what do I see? Uh, my face? The ripple in the water. Yeah. A reflection. A reflection, indeed. And when you step into the water? You create ripples, puddles. Yeah. That is what is going to happen. There will be no passage. What about the other gods? What of them? The steward, the martyr, the learner, 
Do they are just made up? Is it just one God and it's a God of life and death? Yes. For many years we had taught the precepts of the faith of the influence of the moderns. Do we know them as people from the first era? We know them as in the stories in the Holy Libram. The Decalogue Tenants speaks extensively about their early lives in the Forbidden Kingdom before they came here. After all, they did have names. Indeed. And we were forbade from speaking them aloud. Not directly, but taught that if we were to, it would invite a curse. Yes. To know a god to speak their name aloud is blasphemy. We teach these things as parables. The steward, a god of civilization and fire. The very backbone of society built upon his words. Certainly you have prayed in his temples. The numerous censers that burn, the hymns sung in his name, the steel and black powder that rings out across the battlefield, all in the name of the steward. We look to books to teach and to learn and to educate and to know that it pleases the learner to unearth the secrets of the histories. Guillaume leans in. <laughs> In some so selfish to hold those secrets so close and so dear, the Alornites represent the worst of us. You should never trust them. And then there's the martyr. We are on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> then there's the martyr, the goddess of life and childbirth, the herald of new souls. We have all wept with the adherence over the dead, over the dying. We have all prayed hard, hoping she would give some sense of to lift the pain from the dying. These are all fine stories that keep people in line. They are laws greater than the laws of men. They are the laws of gods. But they are stories. What power the chosen do manage to eke out in their name is false. If they look deep within themselves, they know this true. There is only one god, and she is gone. One question. No more death in the mortal realm. Never again. Is that what you're saying? What about the person who's crippled? They have to spend their entire life, uh, eternity of being crippled? It is not that death. Eternity of being blind? It is hard I don't understand. There's no end to anything now. It is not that there is no death. 
is that there is no rebirth. No rebirth. And those who wait up in the veil, within the veil, true gods, forgotten gods, beyonders, now encroach ever so closer to the world. When there is no faith and no believers, it leaves room for beings from beyond to see their will exacted upon the world. This is what you wanted? This is what you have chosen. Wittingly or not, the cycle has ended. There will be death. Perhaps there will be a jubilee. But there will be no rebirth. And in time, the world will wither until oblivion. And within that chaos and discord, a spark of hope, a rebirth. Nothing that we will experience in our lifetimes. Perhaps for you, maybe. But for us, we will turn to dust until we see those days come. So why did you want to? Why did you want to kill the the uh, custodian in the first place? Then, if this whole concept was to get to this spark of hope, again getting to rebirth. I have undergone these same trials. I, like others. And not the wherewithal or the strength to do so. As you can see, I am nearing my final passage, where I will fade into oblivion. Why did Kazira and the others seem to believe that they too would be granted godhood? Where did they come to this conclusion? Instruments in the conjunction. Yeah, again, that's a fancy way of saying he lied to him. Simon. Simon shepherded them as best he could. Some were willing to accept the truth when they experienced it, when they saw it. One cannot simply be told the truth without seeing it yourself. This is the same thing that I experienced. When I was still young in this world. What are these beyonders? What are they? Oh. They are elder things that predate even the first era. The demons. They used to, used to be called them the, the Deums. The figured the, the uh Blasphemous gods, the Librum, yes, called devils and demons and whatever else the faith could come up with to scare you away from them, to keep children in the night. Haven't you heard the priests tell of the temptation of these things far out? I lived in Galeon. We had no priests. We have heard all the 
It is not the voice of God's, but it is the nagging feeling in the back of your head when you second-guess your decisions, when you have a feeling in the pit of your stomach, when you feel someone is there, but you turn and there is mere shadows in the corner of the room. You dismiss it as deja vu, but it is the presence of the Beyonders, of people like Tomas to be, those who will return to the world, who seek to inherit it. Well, what happens to humanity when these things come back? That I do not have an answer to. Well, I wanted to burn everything down. I guess I got my wish. How can I help you along your way? I was wondering the same thing. I am going to walk up this hill and I think I am going to die there. The future. All these people. All these. Mm. These rigid things gather in the material realm, awaiting. awaiting a thing to make the passage into the material realm to herald the new era. The person, the people, the shepherds of the new dawn. The end of the cataclysm. From destruction. Rebirth. Let the throng welcome us to our destiny. Mm -hmm. I wish I had more answers for you. You've given much. We were very loved. You could go up the hill now. Yeah. Nods, smiling, plainly. And he begins to, to walk away up on his shepherd's crook as he ascends the hill toward the tower. And the closer he gets, the slower he walks. You can see his feet passing through the dead fields. The grass kind of stomp beneath of his feet. And as he comes to the crest, he pauses he looks toward the sky you sense that perhaps there's a smile on his face that there's a sense of completion or purpose and then he collapses a distant figure near the tower the throngs wither cracking and dying around you the sun blazing in your face the fields turn from gray to green and the seasons pass very quickly until you feel the firmness of the earth beneath your feet once again you feel the weight of the steel in your hands an absence still in Pipistrella's case but you awaken somewhere where you can hear the gentle lapping of waves sand the sound of seagulls the smell of salt there is a whole, there is a fleet of ships that await along the distant blue ocean 
a few are moored near the shore where you stand, where your feet are planted um, among the, the stones. You can feel the foam of water around your feet. Emerging from a small boat, you can see three figures, an older man, a younger one, and a young woman holding his hand. They emerge upon the shore where you stand. That's it. That's our game. That's the end. Holy cow. Our new custodian, everybody. <laughs> or should we say... Night Daddy. Night Daddy. <laughs> daddy. <laughs> Who's the Night Daddy? <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah. <sighs> so that's it. Um, that's awesome. I will I will say that in advance, um, and I said this before too, that I only had a few ideas where the story would take us. You all drove everything else. Um, I knew some plot points. I didn't know where it was going to end. I knew a few things I wanted to throw at you, and it evolved dramatically over the past year. But the end that we have come to has been driven purely by you. Purely by you. That's awesome. Yeah. It's because we're cool. We kind of get to decide what the fourth era is collectively in the game. We can kind of write that future. I love that. That's pretty cool. We get to kind of tell that story collectively. So, what that what that means for the future of the gods in the fourth era, or what the how the last cataclysm, the larger story arc in the world of Mahama resolves, or whatever that is, we can collectively decide. Um, be fun. Guillaume's got some ideas. Yeah, maybe not the uh, an ideal end, but um, to be clear, the custodian is gone, so there is no rebirth. They are simply death. Well, so it's the. Tiberius is right. It was a little gentle lie. Adam, I'm really curious about like Pipistrella's perspective on this. Oh, we're all our enemy now. I don't really know. Like, uh, you know, she was confused because she would have just given her life if the custodian had even made the slightest hint or inkling um, for her to save her but um, she just kind of thought that all of that was a display of hubris and cowardice on um, Lacard's part that he put someone else through what he wouldn't didn't have the courage to do mm-hmm. and um, she also thought that like um no one had any idea what they were getting themselves into, including her. Mm-hmm. So she learned from earlier that, like, you know, judging something so quickly based off of what you know um, can lead to, you know, an innocent person dying. Like, she shot that one man with the arrow. Mm-hmm. And so uh, she's waiting to see what happens, but. Um, yeah, like, uh, just 
not knowing, I mean, like, just the absence of that presence is probably going to leave her pretty distraught and sad. Yeah. Um, because she had a personal connect, personal connection with that god. Mm-hmm. So, you mentioned something very early on uh, that I that I really kind of stuck with me throughout this entire twenty-two sessions, which was this idea that the custodian saved or saved Pipistrala from death for some greater purpose she did not understand. And I thought it would be interesting as the story went on to actually to position you and everyone else in the situation where her her death now hung in your hands or her death, whatever you want to call that. Right. Um, that was kind of collectively in the hands of you and everyone else to see how Pipistrella would react to that. Uh, I mean, she... She was one of the two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who, just out of curiosity, who chose freedom? Just the sister. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, that was. I, I thought that was pretty clear. Yeah, yeah. 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 that's pretty clear. Yeah, that was that was according to. Hey, push the button. Come on. Like um, what Adam thought was, it'd be really cool if one of my former characters wound up as the custodian. But mm-hmm. you know, that was what I was thinking when I when I was writing that down. Like. There's no way Pipistrella would choose to kill her. Yeah. But that was the thing is, is I would have went that way. But not this brutal, broken person would have. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And I thought the exact same thing in my head. Is like, this is like, all of these people are giant fucking cowards. I'll stab this person. Yeah. There's a... Uh... Because that's what they are to me. Yeah. So, some of you... Because I didn't believe in the God. Yeah. I didn't believe in anything, right? I mean, yeah. that's... That's his. Believed in the blade. That, That's that, it. Yeah. Now, it, no one even ever served me. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I tried to project with this character is simplicity was everything to him. Is there an easy answer? Yeah. It usually, it, yeah. It usually ends with me putting my sword into something because it's the easiest answer. It's the sharp answer. There's a. M- many of you were not here for this, but Tim was. When we started running games in Mahoma, and to be clear, like we were 19. So this is 28 years ago. Uh, the, this campaign world was kicked off by these six figures from previous games who, we, who were called the Six Companions in history. And we kind of collectively shaped what that meant uh, because they were, they were instrumental in the change in the world in the same way that your six characters are instrumental in the change of the world. And I'm, I, I definitely want to hear each of your perspectives about what your read is on the story, but I think I'd also like for us to talk about what that means in the in the fourth era, like how your stories for these characters echo into what becomes the next stage of Mahalma. Um, but before we get to that, let's talk about Tiberius. Like so, so this all happens. So Tiberius, do you think Tiberius got the answers he sought? No, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. No, it, it's um, uh, I actually see the uh, the end of this to be somewhat tragic for Tiberius, but not that, not that that isn't something that isn't self-imposed in a way. I mean, obviously it's self-imposed because he did slay somebody he uh, and regretted that decision, but he will never understand. He, I don't think he'll ever truly understand why. Yeah. But I also think the tragic aspect is he'll never be able to move forward from this. Mm-hmm. Um, he no, he did not get those answers. Those answers don't. It may, um, you, you know. Uh, in in the face of 
the biggest decision that affects all of reality and he was so he he still just can't let go of his own his own past to see to even see a true path forward you know and um so i think that yeah i think that it's a i think that he gets somewhat of a tragic end here um but is uh, it an end though because like when you think about like for the fourth age like what what shapes the fourth age and it's mm -hmm. it's us so like what the things that drive your character through this campaign will kind of be like kind of an aspect of if if there if there are six deities that that, that press on that will that those the the things that you experienced in this campaign will be an aspect of that deity. That's, I, right. that's the way I read it. That's uh, absolutely yeah. true. Is is Tiberius the god of tragedy? Right. Like is I mean these are the things to think about. We self doubt, doubting, right. d don't be a doubting Tiberius, right? So we we but that's my point is like even though even though we have you know it is kind of a sad end for some characters, mm -hmm. but we we the players get to collect and decide what that means, what that means in this not just the next story but honestly the the, the world that we've collectively been playing in for fucking years like and i'm not just and this is like and, and to be clear this is going to be this is for us this is for future players at this table it's for people who read our books like these are the these are the these are the things that will be found in it so so, so that's what, my only question is is what bukart said right at the end mm -hmm. you know what he said you know we've been taught to mm -hmm. to, to be kind be this be that be that uh i mean what is it I mean, is he talking about chaos without those rules? Because that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, so and I lived in Galeon, right? That's right. And I yeah. know what chaos is. Yeah. Because that's what it truly was. Yeah. Right. I mean, especially towards the end, after the Mercators, you know, caused what they caused. Yeah. And above board, can we talk about this? Yeah, by all means. Yeah. She was it. a vampire. Remember, we yes. you sent Eulith and. Yes. Well, there was a whole campaign to slaughter her. Yes. Oh, see, I don't have that context. That's amazing. Will, no, well, only Tim does. I can't tell you. I can't tell. It's impossible for me to tell without that context. Is right. Tim speaking in character? No, 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 no. I was completely <laughs> speaking as Clovis the entire time. I yeah. never told you that. I was just all like, no, it's absolute. This is how the world <laughs> is. That is Clovis. Yeah. yeah. Is Clovis. The world is only. It, there's no. Gray. There's no black and white. It's just this one thing. Yeah. Thing and, there's that, cut, and to be clear, there's, there's no expectation for you to know the no. history. It's better yeah, if it's no, fresh. It's but, yeah. but completely above board. That is 100% true. Yulf yeah. died uh, trying to kill, yeah. trying to kill, um, trying to kill uh, Carmen and Tiberius was his right-hand man. That uh, was 1996. Wait, oh, so Tiberius is a former character? Yep. Yeah. NPC. Who played it? Oh, NPC. Oh, cool! AD&D yeah. uh, oh. 2 e he was a henchman. Oh, that... <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Did yeah, I play yeah. anything like that in... Probably not, no. He was just an NPC. He was, he was, a, yeah. he was a named NPC that Which had just nothing else. You, you told the story. You're broken because of what happened, but we were sent by Bogard. Yeah. That's why he basically just fucking absolutely lied to you. <laughs> more lies upon more lies. Uh, he wanted to break the world that he had. He basically oh, found out that his faith was what he had built his entire life on was wrong. It's false. Yeah. It's false. And he got pissed off and he wanted to break it. That's really what this all comes down to. Look, Carmen, the, the, the liar. The hubris of, of one man saying, this, I dedicated my life to this and it's 
or maybe the, the greatest thing for one man to say. Righteous vengeance. Yeah, righteous vengeance. This is broken. Man. What about for Guillaume? Um, in terms of the overall story, um, I think Guillaume was given basically everything he could have hoped for. Um, as he was, uh, that's all he wanted was just answers about anything and everything, right? They, they just wants to know and understand how things work. Uh, mostly because he never understood. That that was like the backstory that I started creating was like the fact that he was nobility, but he had the uh, the purple birthmarks, and so therefore he was like the, the Kennedy daughter. Mm -hmm. It was like, eh, they don't exist, right? Like, and it, it basically, <laughs> as soon as they got like another kid that they could actually marry off and have any sort of power, he was entirely unnecessary type of thing, so. Um, Uninherited. And, yeah, and so, yeah, and so he was always curious as to why about anything, because it just never made any sense to him. So like, he's now in a really, honestly, He's in a great position. This is what he wants, and he has every anticipation that going forward through the fourth era that he will fail um, in, in terms of writing this generation, um, because that is what he has done, not necessarily in a tragic way, uh, but that is what he has done in this campaign, is he has failed uh, continually, basically to maintain his humanity through a mm -hmm. lot of it. Um, he lost a lot of that humanity. Um, and so he is going to assume that he will also fail in this yeah. pursuit, and his, I, I don't know if we're going to discuss this later, but he's going to make a backup plan. That's, yeah. That's going to be his entire goal. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about, we'll talk the about the... red button? Yeah. So, is there anything else? I know you spoke pretty extensively about Clovis, Tim. Is there anything else, like, you thought would be interesting to mention before we move on to, like, the bigger conversation? No, no, I mean, you know, I, 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 I just tried to make a simple warrior here. Like, uh -huh. not, the non-thinking, it's, you know, it's... There's just absolutes to every day, right? So, Which was refreshing know. in a complex gray. It, it, it was the first time that I tried to do something weird like this, and you know, I, I think I'm gonna have to push the soldier away for next campaign and try yeah. something different. Yeah. Hey. You know, it's a, there's one thing I like yeah. about Tim's characters that's called uh, referred to as cleaved of matter and hand, both literally and figuratively. Um, <laughs> and, and if it's not Tim, it's Nick. <laughs> and, and that's a, a, a standard I, of our I game. I told you I was going to be Nick yeah. this game. <laughs> uh, Absolutes I, with chaos. I, yes. I, I want to get to Nick last. Okay. Because I, because I think you have some perspectives, but I want to talk about the spell sense. Okay, so... Uh, to, be, to kind of set this up, too, like, this is your first time that you've gamed with us. This is our 22nd session that we've yeah. played almost well, over a year, over I think, a year. this point. About, yeah, over almost a year. <laughs> Um, if you'll kind of come in at different points in time, but you've been there pretty much since the beginning, so mm -hmm. I'm really curious about your not your about your perspective. So I've got sense. I've got two kind of uh, things that came to mind before the game officially ended when when you started having the waves on the sand. Espilicent mm -hmm. um, kind of felt really peaceful and grounded, mm -hmm. and removed her mask. So that's what I was envisioning yeah. when when the the sand and everything because Espilicent is really one with nature and something just something just came over her when the waves came up and I just felt like taking the mask off mm -hmm. and being kind of grounded in that moment and then uh, after it was done I realized that the chaos of Espilicent and her constant just jetting up of the chaotic kind of feeling was because uh, the 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 constant lies and all of the uh, it wasn't really reality for for Spillicent. Mm -hmm. and so I think in that moment once it was done that chaos just went 
and felt she felt much better about actually being like there yeah be, having everything be solid and existence and whatever was happening was happening and so she just kind of felt this peace right as that happened and i think she's kind of wanting to get back into the tangible real what she can touch and smell and see and feel yeah yep. and removing that mask i think was a big a big deal for, for yeah Spillicent. um so it's a, quite a, a literal change yeah yeah because they do not remove their masks see i was well yeah. the one that you had met who was in among bastion right. like she was far beyond being siabra and she had she she had molded and shaped herself to be part of that and mm -hmm. that was a big deal for her for, to, for you to move yeah. her mask it felt kind of freeing to take off the mask um and it felt freeing when i i think she realized everything had that cycle that constant chaotic cycle had finally just paused for a second yeah and then all of a sudden there was just this peace and then it ended and i was like oh crap this <laughs> <laughs> philicent just went <sighs> above board who were the three if, if I can ask, like that the, we're on the, the shore. Uh, I don't want to talk about that yet. Done. Yeah, stop uh, asking. Sorry. <laughs> Bigger so world done. stuff, man. Don't, don't worry Dog about it. Boy yeah. Dan don't like worry that. about it. Look, I just want to be Odin. Trust me, bro. You know, that's what I'm... Odin all, Father, bro. <laughs> uh, so... Be the uh, broski that, you know... Tamar, let's 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 talk about let's talk about him. I want to be yeah. clear. I wanted to leave it completely ambiguous as to what happened to him i i felt it was interesting the the whoever chose to do the act this was going to happen to that they would take upon an aspect that truly reflected the world the well souls that you're in mm -hmm. um so if it would have been a spillicent or tiberius or a Sp whoever it doesn't matter pipistrella i mean whoever did it was going to happen to um i felt it appropriate because it would still it would still show that Pipistrella's faith still lives on in something or someone that it's not just the end in that sense that that Lucius or Blacard thought it would be right. that it would represent some spark of hope and it would also play toward the new tomorrow that we're, you're going to collectively carve in this world so all that being said, um, Nick, I'm really curious about your, your perspective. So, you know, Tomal Laurent, he got his start as Bailey and, you know, he collects coins from everyone. And we have at the start of this campaign, the scales, and he continued to collect coins from everyone. Yeah. And, you know, it, he kind of gives it, gives this this illusion of choice to everyone that you know they're making the decisions about what's going on but he's in charge and it's it's one of those things where it, it for me I, I always look to my order and my, my order and chaos alignments and um i think for for him it's the chaos is cruelty and the order is curiosity so he's always asking questions of everyone Pulling out their curiosity, pulling out what they want to hear from the decision and that sort of thing. Um, but when it comes down to it, the chaos is the cruelty. And he's the one that has has to meet out the justice. He's, he's, he, 
he's the one that ultimately sees through the the final decisions and i think like when he struck the custodian the way i read it is we were kind of talking about this whole cycle of rebirth and death and in that moment Toma kind of gains the knowledge of all his past lifetimes. So he kind of gets the knowledge of, say, Vilma and Herman and all these past characters. Like, all this knowledge kind of flows into him. And, like, he's he's got a legion of humanity within himself. And it doesn't make him go insane. It, it makes him ascend. And that's kind of where he is. I, that's That's how I read it, at least. I, you mentioned something earlier about this, the, the, the metaphor of us playing all these characters persistently in this role, which you all will, Dave and, and, and everyone, you'll, all play, you'll play more characters over time. And you'll see, you'll see and revisit these stories through different lenses, through mm-hmm. different characters. And, and for those who've been here for a long time, Adam, Nick, and, and Tim, they've seen that very thing happen. Like characters that, have, that are, are pre- characters in the present always impact the future, whether they're revisited or stories are found out about them or persistent bloodlines. It's one thing that I think we've all collectively value about this campaign world is that we are telling a shared story. It's not my game world, it's ours. Yeah. I'm not talking about like publishing books. I'm talking about us just gaming at the table. Like this right. is our story. So Storyline. you will see, you will whatever decisions we make for these six characters will have echoes into the next, and the next, and the next, and the next, um, mm. up to the point where our, our hopefully our children are gaming together. Oh, I mean, that's man. the cool fucking part, right? Awesome. So and they get to see this artifact that we've left behind. You know, this this which is the awesome thing about. It's not about it's not about monetization. It's about having these things that we can revisit on YouTube. That's the best thing about it is like I used to look through like notes and Wikipedia and I was like, these are great. I always imagined what would it be like to like re-experience that in the moment. Mm-hmm. And wow. that's the cool part about recording. It's like it's awesome that people watch and listen. And it's it's great that you're you're donating to Patreon. But thanks everyone. But yes. but but all that being said, I've always said since the beginning we collectively agreed on this when we first started recording, which is the recording is the byproduct. The game is is the yep. game is the game's foremost. And so we have these stories, and we have these visual artifacts on YouTube, and we have these things that people will talk about, you know. But most importantly, now we get to talk about how we, six, seven, want to collectively shape... I wasn't excluding anyone, by the way. I just excluded myself for a second. <laughs> how, how your six characters, through lens of as the players, like how we shape the fourth era. Like, what, what, what do you... Like because there, there's, I think that there's this yearning for finality, right? Like to, to be like, my character story needs to come to a close with this really cool thing that happens, mm-hmm. and then there's a second part which is here's how I want it to echo in future campaigns, sure. and I've kind of dropped a, a few kind of seeds in there on this idea about Beyonders, which are present at the the Gangs of Cahabro game, trying to return to the world. Yeah, yeah. That's not what I'm saying. That's not the direction I'm saying we go, but I wanted to drop that in there if only to kind of tee up some thoughts. Because it could truly be these characters are six gods, and these are the gods that we get to define the new world with. Mm-hmm. And we get to advance the story 100 years in the fourth era. And, like, <laughs> yeah. now we have these stories. Or maybe it's yeah. one year, or two years, or sure. five years, whatever it may be. Sure. Like something within the convergence your itself would be buck wild. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Full yeah. yeah. Your in past, the, go ahead. Your present, and your future. What were you going to say? No. I was gonna just mentioning the gangs of Cahabro and um, mm-hmm. the Beyonders. I swear, I, I thought you were setting him up to be the night the night father. 
that, that, that that's who he is now with the coins that he receives well, similar no, to in the world. Has, that's why right. past, his present, and his future is all collecting coins. Yeah. Because you gotta collect the <laughs> and, coins up the eyes. And we always we always send the coin to the night father, yeah. which is why I call him the night daddy. Mm-hmm. Night daddy. Night daddy. <laughs> so if there's one thing I want to add to the fourth era, it's that he is always referred to as the night daddy. That's all I want. I'm going to refer to as the night daddy. There'll be a cult that called the cult of the night daddy. Instead of saying they worship they just say uwu. Yeah, it's like that uwu. It's like that. It's like that movement in like Renaissance, in in Renaissance paintings of Jesus, like where they like sexualize like the eroticization of Jesus. Yeah, he's good art. So so the night daddy is the eroticization. Oh, I love this. Just just holding a scale with one cocked eyebrow. One cocked. There might be another um, thing that you want to intentionally leave uh, ambiguous, but in reference to the the Beyonder, um, Lucius Lightbringer referenced whenever you kind of gained that aspect of the custodian that you had kind of become or would eventually become something like a Beyonder. Yeah, he actually didn't say God at all, right? Yeah, that's what he said. It was like, yeah, you, you were going to become one of these powerful things beyond the veil. Is that, we're leaving that ambiguous right now as well? We can define that. And, and, and it's not to say this is what the story needs to be. It was just a, it was a, I wanted to plant a seed to kind of get some ideas. I love it. Uh, some thoughts around what, what are your, so I think maybe we can, maybe we can collectively answer kind of the biggest question, which is, did we return to the material realm? Did these characters go go back? I think so. I know Aspilicent was ready to kind of go back. Mm-hmm. I mean, from my understanding, I don't know if there's a difference now. But at least much of one if you're talking about this convergence, right? Mm-hmm. Like, everything's almost kind of here now. Until eventually the Jubilee may or may not exist, right? Yeah. So, I would say yeah. I would say yeah. I feel like yeah. Well, obviously Nick can't come. Well, it's it's up to uh, it's up to it's up to everybody. I think so. I think what's interesting to think about for Spillasins, we know the Siabra worship their dead ancestors. Right. They they literally they they embalm or I shouldn't say they embalm, but they are literally living. The living dead are carried on on uh, palanquins uh, throughout the world with the with the dying ancestor who they worship. Is that Spillasin the dying ancestor? can be yeah i'd love to be carried around by you guys <laughs> well by the sea opera to be clear <laughs> no, I meant, me, no i meant you guys just carry me around when i'm done guys i'm just so just <laughs> throw me in a ditch set me on fire yeah <laughs> so we get so like i said we these are just ideas um, that we can these are there's no set future i literally have nothing in mind <laughs> this, this is literally an open book and i know it's it's like here, write a story with me right now. Here, um, but but I think if we center, I think if we start first with the with the, what about my character, yeah. right? That's the best place to start, and then that can be spun into the tapestry that becomes the fourth era. Mm-hmm. And we have to do it collectively together here, but I think at least providing some sort of like resolution for each character will help set up like what it could turn into. How many ships are out there in that harbor that we eat? An awful lot. As many as there needs to be. Six. Yeah. As many as there needs to be, that's right. Yeah, it could be could be six, could be sixty. That's where Clovis is going. Is what what is what is where are they? Ship number three. He's gonna become 
Clovis is black-hearted, the seas will be his. He will slaughter all upon the shores. I'm looking for the smallest I want to be a raider. I want to be the god of the raiders. This is Chief's country, friend. Right. It's the Chief's kingdom. This is Crown Town, baby. Uh, I don't know. That's, well, that's, kind, of it, that's kind of interesting to think about. Because I want to be Odin, damn it. Yeah, like so... Nation or tribe. So is he... So there's a in the Wouldn't in games Ke- yeah in games so the story of the Pharisimi is that they used to be the slave masters of Cahabro in the second era, right, 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 right. and then after the chain break when the Gothric rose up against them, the Pharisimi left to the Tarantian Sea, and they came back as as not as a a, a place that conquered land but they became a flotilla a living floating nation and it'd be really interesting to think about like clovis being discovered in that sense discovered Mm -hmm. among the pharisimi as whether he's a person or he is like a personage a god a beyond or whatever he may be the black heart like that being like one of the beyonders in gangs gehebro how fucking cool would that be yeah i'm okay with that yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm that's what I'm saying. I'm just gonna wave behind myself and just start walking towards the mm-hmm. the ships. Yeah. Uh, what about for Pipistrella? Uh you know, Pipistrella is going to like what I would like is for her to um you know Come to understand um, uh, Toma's point, you know, because Toma was doing this out of what he felt was a sense of justice, because you know, as much as she would never actually admit it, mm-hmm. the gods had their faults, definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, then eventually she would come but around. But wouldn't like allow that veil to kind of be broken to anything publicly. She she kind of oh. had those reservations, or. No, I like, um, she, you know, she was very quick to make up her mind often, but it was afterwards that she was like, oh, fuck, I did that. All right. Gotcha, uh, gotcha. It's, okay. it's an interesting echo around, like, remember when you met Virgil, right? In, in the, in the, another place, and he was talking about, yeah, I, I knew. Oh, yeah. Asterius, I knew Eloran, I knew, um, Philhaya, who were like who who became we now know collectively that they were the Martyr, and the Learner. Yeah. Right? They were they were seen as priests in the Librum, but the reality is that it's been painted in this story is that they actually were propped up as gods. That there was only one god, and that god is dead. The yeah. god was a custodian, the only real god, because the only thing that exists is life and death. And they are embodied by one 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 person. And one, one god that was clearly but they were very human and fallible right so you know she had grown close to each member of the party in, in their own way I think the person she had the people she had the most like butting of heads with were you two yes um, but uh, you know after a while she she was able to come to you two's line of thinking um, even though she may not have just outright said, oh, you know, I, 
No, she did say a couple times, no, I was wrong. Yeah, um, she I was wrong to kill that man. Like, uh, and it's uh, it's on me to um, live with that. And it's on me to um, to choose to do better now, even if I can never re recover morally from it. Um, so she would uh, see now that Toma has these choices because he has those powers of the God. Um, and, you know, like, try to work with him. And if it's a, a amount of, like, responsibilities need to be doled out, she'd be willing to take some of those responsibilities so that he can be the night daddy. It's going to stick. Or in Europe, the night papa. Perhaps <laughs> if, she did, if she did stay in her lane, you know, like, or she wanted to have some sort of domain over death, you know, like, uh, she would constantly receive gifts from these two, and, you know, so, yeah, she would want to be a part of what was new, recognizing that while it was wrong what we did, they were also doing wrong, so we need to do, we need to, um, come up with what is best for everyone in, that is in this world. Is, is Pipistrel then maybe the herald of this new dawn? I don't know. I am. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like, uh, <laughs> she, she tends to like dibs. Dibs. Well, Harold. Harold's a man's name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she healed. She not was, in the fourth era. It's not. That's <laughs> right. New era, new rules, so, baby. I think that makes sense, though. I mean, you have the, you have the dawn, you have the dark. Are they and, two sides of the same coin? But they're really the same because they. She, She's already been, she's already basically worshipped what he is now. Well, well, it's, it, but it's also, I'm not leaning to speak for you, Adam, uh, but isn't it also kind of interesting to think idea. about the fact that the custodian left Pip, wanted Pipistrella to live to become witness to this thing? Is she the embodiment of the humanity of the gods? Like, is she, is she yeah. the embodiment of humility or discovery or, you know, oh. I mean, it's kind of interesting to think about. Sure. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what all that means, but that's an interesting idea, though. I think she. Um, well, I remember, um, like a long, long time ago, because yeah, you, the we play out many multiple characters, mm -hmm. but um, they're all an aspect of you know any character I played is an aspect of me. Yeah. You know, um, and my very first character I ever played in this world was in Cahabro. Mm -hmm. His name was the Toad. Mm -hmm. And he called the custodian the sweetheart, and I uh -huh. think I think it would make me very happy if one of my um, player characters wound up being somewhat, whatever we decide what it is, the deaf portion, like if Toma wanted to give her some of that responsibility, mm -hmm. and she was also known as a kind person, kind goddess of death, or or something like that. Yeah, um, you know, also focusing on discovery of uh, in like self-reflection as well. Is she the sweetheart? Is she the the, 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 the goddess of gentle passage? Is she? That. Is she? I mean, if you think about it, like the custodian, the custodian's always been seen as like at least in in, in on paper as like. Got a passage, the god against the anatomy against the undead, but that doesn't necessarily jive with kind of what 
this game is really about, right? We kind of paint our own... We've been painting our own colors on top yeah. of Zweihander for decades. She she was that way at the beginning, but then she realized, oh, yeah, like... Uh, <laughs> um, perhaps I judged too quickly. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean... It's an aspect of this world that I've loved for the longest time. You know, the custodian has always been my favorite god. You know, um, yeah. Uh, so it would be it would be very neat of me to see a character embody that. Wouldn't it be cool for you to write the Beyonder for Gangs of Gabriel called the Sweetheart? Sure. Who is literally um, Pipistrella? Yeah. God, that's such a terrifying name, though, for a Beyonder, isn't it? Like even if you're yeah. not yeah. terrifying, yeah. it's just like you see her beyond there, I mean, and you're like, yeah, but oh, from beyond the veil. Oh, Capistrello's pretty terrifying, man. Yeah, like she, dude, your left hook yeah, is vicious. Not, yeah, I will say, pull, she wouldn't pull any punches. An, I call this the sweetheart of like, fights. When, when <laughs> she ended from your right cross, there was a number of fights. When she stopped. When she um, was like, when we were debating what to do with Carmen at the end there, and he was like. Well, you know, I just don't know if I could be here for this. And she was like, oh, but you, well, then you could wait outside. You know, trying to be helpful, but like totally cold at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Is, you don't mess with this. Um, no. So, yeah, I, uh, maybe she is called the Sweetheart. Maybe it's a different name. The Sweetheart. Um, I like the, yeah, I like the can, Sweetheart because it kind of throws off the... Yeah, like... Uh, you know, someone who, who is compassionate, but just, right. you know, you don't want to cross. Right. Uh, but, uh, but your compassion is still death. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's... that's and, what... and, she, and I like the idea, because I've seen, I've seen a lot of stories, uh, so many stories about, like, can't um, be uh, the embodiments of life and death throughout a lot of well, different think things. Well, like, I think about Sandman. Yeah, like yeah, who death is and that. That's immediately yeah. what I went to. I was like, like that's why uh, when you were talking well, about that, I was like, yeah, there you go. Yeah, because at that time, I, uh, I was inspired by Neil Gaiman's death. Yeah, absolutely. When when we were talking about the custodian and how his how the Toad's people thought of them, um, so. <laughs> Yeah, and then like, but there's also stories of how like, life sends gifts to death, and I and I like that idea. Because uh -huh. Clovis and Pipistrella got along surprisingly well, and so Considering weirdly well. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How sacrilegious Clovis was. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, serious. We were the yin and yang of the group. Very much yeah. so. Yeah. The yin yang twins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What about um, for Tiberius? Like, what is what does the future of Tiberius look like in this new era? Um, uh, above board. Um, I've only been a part of this campaign for a very short amount of time, so that does. Uh, I'm not saying that that, that 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 affects how I think about this. Um, but what I will say is here here's new blood. New yeah, blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. Make your mark. Yeah. So here's. Here's what I like about Tiberius, um, uh, playing Tiberius is so you know you have you have um, uh, you know Will knows that the, that apparently she was a vampire beforehand, but Tiberius didn't. So Still, no, no, but but, but Tiberius, so Tiberius could not see through that. 
in life. But on his second chance, he was able to see through in a way that the light bringers lies, and and that this was this was all just that this was all a trap. He couldn't see fully what that trap was, but I see that as a strange growth as a person, and that's always been kind of Tiberius's thing is trying to be better than what he was. He doesn't necessarily know exactly what he did wrong, but he was always striving every step forward he took. Um, he, um, yeah. Every step he took was to tell or was to become a better man than 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 whatever he was and whatever people thought about him and how he thinks of himself to escape that. Not only escape that, but to prove it. Mm. Not, you know, not necessarily prove them wrong because they were right, but to prove where many of them may have been right, but to prove um, to himself that he was worthy of um, of something better than than what what he got. And you know, one thing that he repeated to himself. Yeah, exactly. Um, and one of the things he repeated to my to himself um, all the time was, "The darkness before me is but one stepping stone on the path to my salvation." That was what he was always whispering to himself whenever he'd um, be, uh, whenever he was like facing a stressful situation. Um, I think. Uh, I'm not sure how much of this has a broader impact on the world, but I do think that I don't think Tiberius would sail off into the sunset and live happily after this. I think <laughs> Tiberius would, would for as long as he can, continue to move through the world trying to improve. Maybe never fully forgiving himself, maybe never fully um, finding the answers of what he was, but I think that's the point, is that you don't have, you, you need you become better Tiberius you know, um, he you he, he, he kind of is a, kind of is an embodiment for the idea that you become better the better you know yourself, the better you, the more you learn about yourself. You never stop learning about yourself, and those failures, while you carry them with you as part of you, and they can be crippling, they can also serve as a source of strength to help you keep, you know, to 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 give you a a path to move away from. Can you right? look in the mirror now? Because remember, you said that there was a poignant fact. Yeah, he can't. That's look something that's 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 tough. Great question. You can't look in the mirror. You can't really. Do you know yourself that well? Well, and that's that's. Can that's, you look in the mirror now? I don't, th and I don't think at this point he could. But I don't. But I think that that is his goal. But I don't know if that's. But his goal. He. I don't think he achieved that goal in this particular story. So, but I think that that's what he kind of now embodies is that always moving. F if I wanted to give him like a grander how he may be seen by anyone who's heard his story from a positive fashion, it would be sort of a you know I'd say like the patron saint of. Um, can, of moving forward, uh, the patron saint of oh, bettering yourself, the patron saint of, um, you know, the, a patron of of um, of, of, of personal redemption, and but the whole again part of the point is there is no end to it, there well, is no finish of the story, there is no, there is no you. No, will, I think could you, you be a god that actually walks Mahoma? There's always a god that falls but walks Mahoma to prove themselves better. You know, there was, saying, uh, there was a, in previous games there was um, what they called the Paladin. Uh, right. What was his name? But he was always trying uh, to get to the point where he Ethan, felt... Ethan, not Ethan Horn. Um, no, Ethan Horn was. The yeah, he was the Bastard King. King. Um, there was a, yeah. So something to think about. Like maybe this is a person who exists in this next campaign, for lack of a better term, as this wanderer who has founded a faith. Or a movement, or something. Everyone deserves a second chance. Yeah, and that's the thing too. Without rebirth, right. without rebirth, the second chance. Um, you cannot wait for the gods to give you a second chance. You cannot wait for another turning of the wheel. You have to seize your own second chance, and you have to make it happen because you only get this one. 
right? And nothing, nobody, I think, knows that better than him at this point in time, because he is the last person who truly gets the second chance. Right. That, that you know that that will ever have that's a second a good chance. Point. Yeah, that is a really, he's the last. That's, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good arc. You know, like second, yeah, he's the god of second chance, and your second chance is you are having to live. But, but your second chance is, is it, it all boils down to, and it's, I, like I, I hesitate to say it this way because it's not the god of bootstraps, because that's kind of a loaded term, but, in, but of, 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 you know, of taking the, take, you know. It doesn't exist anyway. It's, there is no, <clears throat> with, with Tiberius, there's no promised, you'll someday be able to look in the mirror. There's no promise of that. But it is, it isn't important that you get that reward. It is more important that you seek to be better. And that is the important aspect of it. So yeah. you may never get a happy ending, but that's okay. The that's, goal is the journey. The goal is the journey. You may never get a happy ending. You may never deserve a happy ending, but if you are so focused on getting that happy ending, then you never really truly wanted redemption anyway. Yeah. You just wanted to you just wanted to let go of your own guilt. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Eric talked it's using myth, it's the unicorn type situation, but you're trying to be the unicorn. It's your challenge. It's your challenge to it's always be better. Always. Yeah. Is it like the fault, but what are you searching for? Is there like a path? Is are you trying to give forgiveness from the sweetheart, and she has to give you tokens? Well, this is just a this is just yet another thing that he you know he he didn't raise a hand to stop Tamal. Uh, uh, I mean, no, no, no. But 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 you it's it's what Tiberius is focused on. Are you focused on your redemption for what you did in life or what you did to the god? The actual you know this thing was actually a god. Uh, I'm saying. Yes, the answer is both. <laughs> the answer is is because is, is, okay. even though you improved, he still hasn't reached there, so he's flawed. So again, he made a friend in Pipistrella. He voted to to try to keep this god alive, but yet when the time came, he still capitulated to well, the group decided to. He could have stepped forward and said no. So you'll never get off the wheel. That's yeah, I like. I mean, I as did, a god, yeah. there's a perpetual, yeah, a perpetuity. To I, it, and I also sense. believe that if the, if he was ever a god, he would be absolutely the reluctant god. Like, he does not <laughs> believe he has earned. Tiberius the reluctant. Tiberius the reluctant. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I think it's because there in a lot of a lot, a lot of pantheists. There's the god that has to make up for. Yeah, let's let's not go into the, some of the stories because they're usually rapey and terrible. Yeah, but I mean, you got yeah, a Sisyphus, you, uh, you got yeah, a Tantalus. Yeah. Right, you, got, you know what I'm yeah, talking about. That has to go back and has to struggle to find not only their godhood, but their humanity Perhaps. over and over again until they realize Theseus is my homie on that one. Right. Yes. Amazing yeah, work. because that's... Because it's the brain. He uses all brain, which is... I love that. Yeah. Perhaps his followers... And at uh, least his foal is, in, is, is garbage is, is the other one. Yeah. Makes his followers uh, yeah, yeah. give up and shut right. mirrors. Because <laughs> they the, break mirrors wherever they see them. Mirrors are mirrors are uh, is it the mirrors are a reflection of the soul or the truth? Yeah, right. Well, right. mirrors mirrors may be also a reflection of your past, and to look into a mirror to look is behind, to, yeah, to, yeah. Behind. to think that you, yeah. you're, you're you're ready. Are they are they are these like are these like <laughs> these aesthetics? Think well, think of it like this, yeah. right? When you look in a mirror. Right? Do you try to make the ugliest pose you can to make sure before you walk out the door that you look as shitty as you can? Right, no. right, right. You always try to angle yourself in such a way that you feel uh, that you feel good, right? And that's how the mirror. And if we were to go to the faith of type, you know, the, the followers of Tiberius would see that the mirror is a lie. The mirror is is a it gives you an excuse. To get, gives you the tool you need to try to excuse yourself out of self betterment because you'll think. 
good enough, right? No, it's like, no, it's not good enough. So are the, you can be other name the, the, man, the man in the mirror? What's that? Which moon? The man just outside of the mirror? The broken <laughs> mirror, yeah. Uh, well, the, the blood the moon shattered into pieces okay. and the martyr's tears, yeah. <laughs> what's, the, what's the, the darkened mirror? Who was the mirror? Oh. The mirror is always going no, the mirror is the mirror. I'll destroy the moon! Oh, man, sorry, I just real. oh, man. Um, his followers were sh mirrored shades, but the mirrors were always facing away. No, that's not what happens. That's not what happens. Uh, what about what about Guillaume? Alex, what, about, what, what is? Oh, oh, uh, Guillaume. Yeah, Guillaume gets to work, man. Uh, <laughs> um, the he definitely takes uh, again. If we're just, I can just say this out loud. Yeah. And, okay. Uh -huh. uh, <laughs> um, he takes the place in the learner, and uh, the learner is no longer exists. Uh, becomes the teacher. Um, that is that is the name uh, of his of his godhood. Um, no more hidden knowledge. No there is more. no hidden knowledge. As a matter it's, of fact, that's what he does knowledge. exactly, and and that would be the first thing that that Guillaume actually does before he really does anything else, is that he would try and build or construct large, incredibly large, like marble or stone pillars in each settlement and city there is that talks about uh, passing of seasons, crop rotations, how to handle minor cuts and abrasions, how to deal with infections. Uh, what to do for flu and cold. Um, these, are the basic, these are the pillars of truth. Basic knowledge that will help you, right? And even that within this pillar hidden. itself is how to actually learn how to read. Like that would be part of this massive pillar which would be like kind of a stair. And so you would continue to walk up the stair to gain more and more and more and more knowledge. He would put that in every Am City everywhere just to make life better across the board because he was definitely in some, as an investigator, he was definitely in some yeah. very gray areas a lot of times and saw that type of stuff as he was a fancy boy and kind of saw that in juxtaposition. So like that would be the first thing he does. Yeah. The second thing is to create a, a true, um, uh, not just autobiography, but a biography of each of the ages. If he would have access to that knowledge, he would create a pure actual biography of the people in the humans and then share that. And then the last thing he would do is because he would know that despite our best intentions and despite our knowledge and despite any of that information, that would probably fail. Uh, so he's going to, uh, through his time as a deity, continue to learn uh, as well as teach, but create a backup plan. Hey, Yo, if, it's ever, <laughs> if this ever comes around again, right? And it probably will, as we now are in the fourth era, this is what we messed up. This is what you can learn from. These are the things you're not going to think about yet that you need to think about. Mm -hmm. um, that's what he would do. He would create a compendium for the next era as well. Yeah. It's interesting to think about like how the covenant faith has been such a, a big part of every campaign and now it's going to be sunset. Crazy. It's crazy. It's, it feels good. It, it feels good, but also bittersweet because we, we've come to like know what to expect you know the followers, the followers of each of the yeah. of the the gods and like now now that it's just it's just like a whole new regime well, now that i've been know. thinking about it I, i've been thinking of more ways that i can turn the typical custodian on its ear with the sweetheart because mm -hmm. um, like the custodian has relationship with undeath as in like they're an mm -hmm. abomination yeah but i think it would be hilarious if um the undeath were souls that were taken too soon because either she was saving them from a terrible fate or um, she just liked them so much and just got selfish <laughs> and took them. Yeah. yeah. And um, so then the body is left like 
as a Hermosity. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it yeah. kind of reflects like the the grim humanity that inhabits the gods. That was kind yeah, of a, yeah. that was a continual theme in this whole campaign right. too is this idea of like it's this grecian tragedy like right. these gods these gods are just like how we read we read about the gods like being fallible and 100%. human and turning oh, yeah. into geese and you know all this terrible shit like these the, we we learned through this story that like the gods are just as fallible and if in fact your characters are the new gods we know that they're fallible exactly mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Right. yeah exactly <laughs> what are you talking about but yeah no he would I just be super super <laughs> diffusive with knowledge and information like he just would not allow anybody else within the pantheon to have that sense of control because of ignorance yeah right he would this this is exactly what guillaume would do is f all bullies forever yeah right you don't need to be held hostage by uh, a snake oil salesman because your kids got to run in a fever. Mm-hmm. He's not going to allow that. Like that, he's done with bullies entirely, and that starts with knowledge Good. for him. So uh, I'm curious, Nick. So there's this um, the Latin word for death is quietus. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about this while we were talking. Ooh. Like, is that is that who Toma becomes? No, I think. Or is it more about the the gut? Or is it the, the illusion of choice and balance? Yeah, it, I think it, it moves to, more towards the choice and balance because a refrain that Toma repeated throughout the campaign is "Hold on to your humanity." Yep. And like, I I feel like he's going to continue to kind of push that. that. Like, if I were to choose a name. And, and this kind of reflects my my previous characters as well, because mm-hmm. um, they all have a theme of chaos and you know blazing their own way, looking for the third path. So, I think my god would be the trailblazer, and he always looks for the alternative. He doesn't like to be pushed in any particular direction. It's about free will, um, and and seizing fate for your, for yourself. Um, and I think, you know, since he was kind of foisted or, you know, maybe not foisted, he, he, li- he liked being in control. <laughs> um, so I, I think like if he were going to dole out pieces of power, it's like he would, he would want to make sure that all of humanity believes in their own free will and has it. And then the rest of the, his companions who were with him it, like so so with the trail blazing it's causing all this chaos it's and their job is to like make order of it like because he's <laughs> he's trying to you know make sure every every human has a piece of their humanity but it comes at a cost of all this chaos so the rest of the everyone else kind of you know brings the order to the world because mm-hmm. it's they have to be in, in uh they have to be in harmony because mm-hmm. No god of my creation will ever be an order god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's to push the big red button guy. Yeah. The, the trail. So you don't want your god of life and death to Are be chaos. <laughs> Do you think that we've it's covered everything rule. for a spill us into this point? Um, I don't know, because uh, in my in my head, Espillicent... Join the, join the party. <laughs> Espillicent kind of, well... Are you a god? They've been, they've, they've been a warrior since they can remember. Uh-huh. They've been a fighter since they can remember, and they've been a follower since they can remember. Um, but at the end of this, I see Espillicent kind of going away and getting back to the roots of everything and creating from nature, like coming back to nature and creating 
weaponry and is all of a sudden still worried about the inevitable chaos that's going to come. Mm -hmm. So she's still preparing for the potential chaos. And her revered ancestor is Telenescopy, and so she, they're going to go back to try to ask for forgiveness from Telenescopy. Mm -hmm. And because they've been kind of pulled into this other realm with all these other false reality people and deities mm -hmm. and all this stuff and so um that sense of calm kind of happened and they immediately wanted to find the small boat get back into the woods start creating start asking for forgiveness and starting to um kind of get back to the basics of warfare mm -hmm. kind of like starting at the beginning and trying to figure out how to utilize the tangible items that they have yeah uh to protect and because the hidden blade <clears throat> and i still oh, have that's, <laughs> that's what i'm saying i think it's spelled that's maybe a guy named hidden blade because you're like going back in the woods like i don't want it like hermitage mm -hmm. yeah i, I don't know because they're, cool. they're kind of a loner they're kind of a loner anyways but dropping the mask because the the mask that they had was the fear mask but, mm, and but is dropping the mask I've literally that, removed you, it. Yeah, no, I, I understand yes. that. Is that, is that. Is that freeing your society to drop their mask? It, it felt freeing. It felt kind of like... Um, is that uh, going to affect other Siobhan or Siobhan culture? I think that's, that's what Tim's getting to. I think so, but I'm going to create another mask. Interesting. Because I, I still want to be masked, but taking off this particular mask was really kind of like the detachment from what has been happening. You know, it's interesting. The end of that in, story. In, in this Gangsta Halo game, there's this little piece of the history I've written in about um, these people who come from distant shores that have learned how to take down the behemoths of the sea using natural means and they've been painted as the Siabra that they live on these small pockets of islands in the Tarantian Sea. It'd be interesting to think about like what Espelicent is like as this figurehead they see that they carry around still yeah. like as the as the as the siabra outside uh of the city because they they actually are the slaughtermen too of see of of Cahabro. they actually bring they know how to harpoon and bring the behemoths uh, in oh, yeah. and then they and then they turn them into oil for lamplighter's way mm -hmm. um one thing that one thing about the fourth era is and this has been we recently painted this into the, the, the story of Cahabro is that the veil is now a physical thing. It's the Aurora Borealis that lingers over the world. Nice. And it changes color and shape depending on the season. So the veil is no longer like this like thing. It's it's not just a, a, a metaphysical thing. It's actually a thing that people see in the sky. Has anyone a, actually seen it though? Oh yeah, I have. incredible! It it's 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 blowing. a it, this celestial phenomena, at least in Cahabro, can be seen in veil walkers, because everyone sees it as like, oh, it's like this is sent this. So after, so the the the, the short the long and the short of it is in this game world, it has long been up on the precipice of what's called the last cataclysm, which has been this in it's been this like seven year like real world seven year arc um, across multiple campaigns about. The, the next era to come and and it, it, what happened in our previous campaign is Blackard actually died because he 
he brought forth the, mar- the, the there used to be another moon in the sky it was called the blood moon and it turned into the martyrs tears and they reigned over the world and it destroyed the capital of Aglador including Blackheart and his followers so in its wake there is now like a belt of stones that surround the world but also as night falls the veil can be seen and veil walkers look to it because they know that there are other gods who lurk on the periphery waiting to make their return um whether they're old gods or new gods doesn't really matter so it's interesting to think about how each of these stories you've kind of told here can be painted into games Cahabrail and will and will shape what we do next i don't know what year we'll be starting our Cahabrail game in fourth era but it will probably be at least at least 100 years or so maybe 200 long enough to where the future would be Settled. Settled. Yeah. And and I'll and I'll and Adam and I will shape that in Gangs Gehabra. Because I think that all these stories, the best way to do them the best service is to not only service them through our own table, but also to interweave them into the the book for Gangs of Gehabra. Um so I think so that kind of brings me to my final note, which is this is the end of the damned. This is the end of, of, of this campaign. Fun campaign. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, that was awesome. And it will play again. Uh, the next game we play will be Gangs of Cahabro. We will not be playing two weeks from now because I'll be you know, I'll be out of town. But nonetheless, um, I would invite you because to start, I'll send you the playtest material to invite you to begin thinking about a character type you may want to play. Um, because the next game will be set in Gangs of Cahabro. It'll be something new. It'll be something fresh. It's And it's a whole new system with a lot of changes since you all played it last. Oh, nice. But... Um, but your stories that we told here through the damned will be will be they'll, they'll be a part of it. We will have the opportunity yes. to revisit these stories through different characters' lenses, through new lenses. Um, and this is kind of really bittersweet for me because this is also kind of the end of Swyhander. Literally, this is the end because um, Gangs Cahabro is next, and then Zweiter will be picked up for another like year or two. So this is wow. like the last the last time that. Little plays Zweigander for a long time. That's not to say that there won't be Zweigander products. That's right. <laughs> yeah, Zweigander, Zweigander is not over. Sorry, sorry. Zweigander game supplements will still be coming. Yeah. It's just that I personally will be working on mostly Gangs Gehabra for the next six months, and Adam will be working on Gangs Gehabra and yes. Zweigander stuff, and then eventually Zweigander Reforged will come. But but this is for for our table, our my basement, our game. A game. This is the last time we six and whoever else joins our game will collectively be playing Zweihander on the regular for a while. Yeah. Um, so it's it's maybe, it's maybe the last time we play revised. It will be the last so, time we play revised. So as a, that's my first Zweihander um, experience. Uh, ten out of ten would play again. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like they won't. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> A just a real quick point um what you I saw me use in this campaign was one of the uh, uh professions from divinity unleashed uh-huh. uh, which is uh, still being laid out this and, year isn't it and for art but there should be more news this year mm-hmm. at the very mm-hmm. at the very least more definite concrete news mm-hmm. um and so uh that is coming we have to stop working on it um we had a lot of fun writing it and we're so excited to share some of our ideas with you yeah yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot more to come for Zweigander from Grim Parallel Studios, Adam yeah. and Nick, and and others. Uh, so if you want to see it first, sign up on the Patreon. Yeah, 
this is the point where we chill. But seriously, on a personal note, this is literally the last time I'll be running Zweihander for a very long time, so this is really mm -hmm. weird. Yeah. And I, I didn't think it would be happening tonight. I thought we'd be ending like a couple weeks from now, so yeah. it's a little weird. But nonetheless, um, we'll we'll play next game is Gangs' Whitehander. Gangs' Whitehander. Wait, wait, stay away. That's what we call it. Stay away. No. It's Whitehander's of Gang Hey Bro. I mean, bro. Gang Hey Bro. K Hey Bro. Okay, yeah. bro. That's right. Okay, so, <laughs> thank you all for watching. Thank yes. you all for your patronage. Thank you for sticking with us through this. 22 nearly year long campaign for Zweihander with and, and once again this has been this has always been about us it's always been our story and some of you are new and now you get to make your mark and you get to experience what Adam and Nick and Tim have done, Tim have done time and time again so we get like to tell so cool excited. new stories and have our stories live on so, oh, I like so it. excited thank you all for watching and listening thanks bye guys. bye, bye. bye. I want to play like a <laughs>